From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, Snoop Dogg and Eminem are at the VMAs. And they're getting criticism. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Yes, I am still sick. I actually got to sleep in my bed last night. I was sleeping on the couch the past two nights because... My girl has a conference this weekend, and she's like, don't get me sick because I want to go to this conference. So I was sleeping on the couch. Yesterday, she was like, come on, you slept on the couch for two days. Go upstairs, sleep in the bed. And I actually had a good night's sleep. It was okay. I woke up a couple times coughing and needed water and all kinds of stuff. And you know how it is when you're sick, though. But I am getting better. Thank you for some people who reached out and said, hey, hope you feel better. I appreciate that very much. Let's get into those crypto prices. And I'm recording this at 8.21 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $20,396, up 2.8% in 24. And we have a headline to go with that, by the way. Trading volume among institutional investors fell to $1 billion last week. It's the second lowest all year, according to a report from crypto asset manager CoinShares. That's a 55% drop from the average trading volume for the year. We have Ethereum sitting at... $1,584, up 9.2% in 24. And we have a headline to go with that as well. Lido Finance leads the DeFi rally as Ethereum mounts recovery. And I want everybody to put this into perspective really quick. Just because we're up 9.3% doesn't mean we're upward trending. So what happens if you lose 9.3% and then goes up 9.3%? Are you breaking even? Absolutely not. You're still downward trending, okay? So what I see is still a downward trend. I saw a tweet from my boy, Xerox Function, and he said that most people haven't been through the pain yet. And so he still thinks there is more downward momentum. And I tend to agree. When we saw $20,000 Bitcoin and it went down to $3,000 in December of 2018, that was pain. That was pain. This is not pain. So I'm still thinking that Bitcoin is going to come in. Maybe it's from $7,000 to $11,000. I think Ethereum is going to be into three digits. Easy. $700, maybe $600. So I do not think that this is far from over with the downward trend. Also, speaking of DeFi, the Federal Bureau of Investigation issued a new warning Monday focused on attacks against decentralized finance platforms, saying that cyber criminals are exploiting vulnerabilities in smart contracts that govern them. The FBI actually tweeted about this and says the FBI warns that cyber criminals are increasingly exploiting vulnerabilities in decentralized finance platforms to steal investors' cryptocurrency. If you think you're a victim of this, contact your local FBI field office. And they gave some facts here. Between January and March of 2022, this year, cybercriminals stole $1.3 billion in cryptocurrencies, almost 97% of which were from DeFi platforms. And that was a report from Chainalysis. We're looking at three tactics that cybercriminals used to launch attacks. Initiating a flash loan in November of 2021 and an attack on Ethereum's DeFi project, BZX, thieves made off with $55 million 
Number two, exploiting vulnerabilities in the DeFi platform's token bridge. And we saw that with Nomad and many others. And number three, manipulating cryptocurrency prices by exploiting a series of vulnerabilities. And we saw this with Deus Finance, where the thieves made off with $13.4 million. Continuing with the prices, Tether's number three, USDC is number four, and BNB is number five at 289, up 5.6%. Running off the top 10, we have BEUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. Total market cap, we're sitting at $994 billion, that's up 4.2% in 24. A BTC dominance of 39.3 and an F dominance of 19.5. And now it's time for our coin of the day. Our coin of the day is number nine on coin market cap. I want to take a look at Solana this week. Ticker SOL. Sol. Price right now is $32.69. It's up 6.3% in 24. Its current market cap is $11.4 billion. Fully diluted market cap is $16.7 billion. The all-time high for Seoul was $260. It was set 10 months ago with that November boom. It's down 87.3% since then. It's still up 6,400% from its all-time low two years ago at 50.5 cents. I would love to have some 50 cents Seoul. Uh, that would have been amazing. And then sold it at whatever that was, 260 Oh my goodness. So let's just say you can buy Seoul everywhere. So I'm not even going to read out any of the exchanges. You have plenty of exchanges in the U.S. You have plenty of exchanges internationally. You're absolutely fine. So what does CoinMarketCap say Seoul does before I start going a little bit deeper into it later this week? Solana is a highly functional open source project that banks on blockchain technology's permissionless nature to provide decentralized finance solutions. While the idea for the initial work on the project began in 2017, Solana was officially launched in 2020 by the Solana Foundation with headquarters in Geneva, Switzerland. The Solana project is designed to facilitate dApp creation, and it aims to improve scalability by introducing proof-of-history consensus combined with the underlying proof-of-stake consensus on the blockchain. And so that's Sol, ticker S-O-L, like I just said, ranked number 9 on CoinMarketCap, and we will deep dive into Sol later this week. Moving into today's headlines. Board AP Yacht Club made its worldwide television debut last night at the MTV VMAs in a virtual metaverse-hosted performance with rap icons Eminem and Snoop Dogg in their song From the D2 to the LBC. NFT critics were not impressed, as they would be impressed because they're just haters for the most part. <laughs> Seriously, if you don't like crypto or NFTs, there's nothing you can do to change your mind. It's just like... Like, literally, everybody has said, I am not going to DYOR. I'm not going to look any further into this. I don't like it, and that's final. Like, that's the impression I get to most people that's not in the crypto space and already made up their mind because of some, I don't know, narrative they heard on the internet. Well, some of the criticism is such. The animation is barely better than what we had 25 years ago, tweeted digital artist Dragoneer. Gorillas did this two decades ago, and so much better animated, tweeted Montgomery Edwards. Which is a decent criticism. Uh, I would say that who Framed Roger Rabbit is still one of the best, <laughs> you know, um, animated with real life animation together. I don't even know what we call it, a hybrid animation. Anyway, it was, that was done in 1988. I thought it still looks brilliant. Another one says, let me start by saying that I love Eminem as much as everyone else in the sub. This is a sub on Reddit. But this VMA performance has honestly made me laugh at how pathetic it was. Yikes. Another person on Reddit wrote, it's 3.30 a.m. in my country and I waited all night for this shit. And finally, the most scathing criticism, in my opinion, 
it's surprising because a 45-year-old man clinging to their youth is the biggest audience for both Board Ape Yacht Club and Eminem. Ouch. I take that kind of personally. <laughs> you know what I always think that's funny? is, Or I don't know if it's you or me, but now that I'm getting older, I realize how not much older Eminem was. Eminem was somebody who came out in my teen years, right? And I don't know if it was my teen years. It was probably my teen years. And he's only like two or three years older than me. It's like, so basically, Hip Hop Idol, when I was a kid, was also a kid. It's just interesting to put it in perspective like that. Anyway, so what's your opinion on Eminem's and Snoop Dogg's Board Ape Yacht Club VMA performance? Email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. Moving into some hot or not news today. Singapore-based crypto lender Hadonat has been granted judicial management by the Singapore High Court today. Hadonat was launched in 2019, offering investors up to 7.25% interest on their idle token hodlings. Jimison Lott posted a meme today that everybody should have seen already. I think he said something like, DeFi staking rewards explained in the meme. And it was a bunch of rats, you know, going around eating food around a balloon in a bowl. And it was like 5%, 7%. 12% and more rats keep coming in to eat the food that's around this balloon that's sitting in a bowl. And it was like 20%, 25%. And then the balloon pops and all the rats fall into the bowl. <laughs> that's basically how I feel about this interest. Anyway, Hodlnat stated on its official Telegram channel that it's not providing any additional details, nor has it any, nor has it any fixed date for further updates. These third-party interim managers would join to restructure the company's operations. This also avoided liquidating crypto hodling such as Bitcoin and Ethereum at a hefty loss. Last week, Hadonat cut 80% of its staff to save money. The Providence of Mendoza in Argentina now supports stablecoins as an option for tax payments, the region's government announced on Saturday. Taxpayers can now use their Binance, Ripio, Buenbit, Bitso, Lemon, or Bybit crypto wallets, to name a few. The ATM site would generate a QR code for users to scan their crypto wallets after filling out a preliminary information. Upon receiving the stablecoins, the ATM will convert the U.S. Tether stablecoins into pesos for processing and provide payers with a receipt of the transaction. Argentina, it's a nation with a history of state bankruptcies and severe inflation, is no longer a stranger to crypto. Why are they no longer a stranger to crypto? Well, they have a 64% inflation rate, and so it might not be surprising that the Mendoza government sees value in giving residents the ability to use cryptocurrency. With U.S.-backed stablecoins tied to the dollar, and America's 8.5% inflation rate, it may be more appealing for many people in Argentina. 8.5% inflation compared to 64% inflation. Deals, I guess. I guess it's such a deal that Argentinian crypto traders have used crypto to swap their pesos for U.S. dollars. And so much so that the Argentinian government has enacted restrictions against the activity. I have three comments on this piece, by the way, so let's see here. The first one is, is this is a ploy, in my opinion, for the government to figure out who has crypto and who doesn't. And so people generally want to do good. And they're like, okay, we're going to do you a favor. You can pay your taxes with crypto. So by scanning this QR code and filling out your information, they now have your wallet address. <laughs> they now have data on the blockchain and go, wow, they have way more money than we thought. We're going to go get those taxes. And then, then they have your name in the information. So yeah, I think that this is basically just doxing everybody's crypto hodlings. Number two, 64% inflation rate, and you're wondering why people aren't paying taxes. I think there should be a different uh, idea of how to, I don't know. I, look, the government needs money. I get it. But again, with 64% inflation rate, people need money. It's just a weird kind of balancing act that you have to have. And third, 
it really shows you the power of government, right? When all the people are trying to do is hedge against a 64% inflation rate. And so they're using crypto to go into stable coins to get US dollars. And the government's like, nah, we're not gonna let you do that. You, you gotta suffer. That kind of makes me mad, you know? It's like, this is an option for people because 64% inflation rate is literally making people broke. And so they're trying to find a way to hedge against that. And the government says, eh, nah, nah, we're not gonna let you do that. What do you guys think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. And finally, it looks like SBF or Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder and CEO of FTX, cleared the air and said that they're not buying Huobi Global. A Bloomberg report claimed that the founder, Leon Lee, was in talks to sell his majority stake in the crypto exchange. The report said that Sam Bankman-Fried and Tron's founder, Justin Sun, were among the interested investors talking with Lee. But today, Sam Bankman-Fried, like I said, cleared the air. He tweeted, just to be explicit, because apparently a lot of people are saying this, no, we are not planning to acquire Huobi. Well, there you go. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share. Leave us a comment. Email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. And if you're on Spotify, smash those five stars and show everybody that this is the best damn crypto news show on the planet. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. <laughs>